Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. And joining us today is my buddy, Brandon Board of the Tree of North Texas, a food bank taking care of lower-income families, especially this time of the year during the holidays. Brandon, how you doing, man? Man, I am great. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Let's, let's tell people all about the Tree of North Texas, how you guys got started. And I, I think your mom had a little bit something to do with this. Um, so the Tree of North Texas, uh, Tree is actually an acronym, and what the what tree stands for is teaching, reaching, educating, and empowering. Yes. And we work to support the students of Keller, Burtville, and as of October 1st, Fort Worth ISD. Nice. And, that's great. That was a, that, how did that come about real quick? How did you get the hookup with the Fort Worth ISD? Because that's huge. Um, honestly, it's not always what you know, it's who you know. There you and go. We, uh, one of the, the, the right people that was employed at, Keller ISD that we we did work with last year uh, took a job at Fort Worth and uh, saw the need there and was able to we reconnected and brought me uh, the information and the the needs that the district has and we took it to the board of directors and jumped on it and hit the ground running um, about a month ago and haven't looked back. That is fantastic. I had interrupted you while you were explaining what the acronym T-R-E-E means. Continue on. So what we do is part of the four words, teaching, reaching, educating, and empowering. It's our goal to make sure that every student has what they need to succeed in the classroom, that we bridge the gap for anything that's outside of their control. In the world that we live in today, if a student throws their hands up and quits and doesn't want to do it that's kind of hard for us to convince but if we have students that are wanting to succeed but they are sitting there and their bellies are rumbling we have a snack pack program if we have students that can't read the marker board because they can't see the marker board we've got programs and optometrists that we work with we even partner with uh, mattress companies that have donated brand new mattresses to students that we have identified that maybe sleeping on the floor mm-hmm. because a lot of people take for granted certain the things that you don't think about. Like my my goal and my hope and my prayer my prayer is that my son who's two years old never has uh, a struggle that is you know that is where am I going to sleep right and um, especially in the rural or the uh, the inner city areas that we're in you'd be surprised how many students are sleeping on a sofa 
or on a pallet on the floor and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Other, Go ahead. Yeah. Some of the other things that we've got going on is so our, our big signature program is called hang. Uh, Chris, somehow when we, when we got started, acronyms became our, our signature. So <laughs> uh, our biggest program is uh, it's hang. It stands for helping anyone needing guidance. And that's in the, the, uh, the middle school age, mm -hmm. because if you've ever been in a middle school, you know, those kids are the coolest kids on the block They're you know, they know the everything oh, they, yeah. uh, you know, they, they're going to change the world and all of those fun things. Mm -hmm. uh, and through the COVID, uh, shutdowns and things, those students were in third, fourth and fifth grade. And so they missed out on a big part of that social and emotional aspect uh, That's right, because they were virtual. Exactly, and uh, some, you know, some didn't take it as seriously as they should have. Mm -hmm. So what what we do is we go into the middle schools uh, the, and the districts that we support, and it's a program. What it is is it's kind of a three tier program. One is, did you just have a bad day in class and maybe you need some homework help? So we've 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 got a volunteer for that. Do you have have you backslid a little bit? Do you need a little bit of tutoring? I got we got somebody for that. But the big thing is, is what we have learned over the last, you know, 18 to 24 months is the social and emotional aspect of development. When I might be a student of one of four at home and when I get home, I'm in charge of my youngest brother and I don't get a lot of FaceTime with, you know, the adults in the house. Mm -hmm. So what they do is the name of the program is what we do. We bring volunteers in. They literally just hang out and they, you know, they talk about whatever is on the student's mind or, uh, you know, anything from, well, Sally dumped me and my heart's broken to how the Cowboys do last week to, yeah. I don't, and I don't you know, know what, you, you know what, Brandon, that is so big because mental wellness is a huge thing nowadays and people are finding out more and more that kids were affected during the pandemic and they missed out, like you said, on little things like this. And it's all about talking, letting them tell you what's on their minds. Yeah. And, and one of the big things right now that's on people's minds, everybody's excited. I don't know. You heard, I don't know if you heard, but that, you know, that baseball team in Arlington. Oh they, yeah. Yeah. They um, just, they just won something. What are the names? The uh, is it the is it the Rangers? Yeah, the Texas Rangers. You mean the they oh wait won a minute. The World I, Series. That's right. I forgot the World Series winning Texas Rangers. The champions. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's excited about that. And and on, on Wednesday we had uh you know, we had programs and stuff and uh had some kids that they, you know, they're in um sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, they think it's great. And they were talking to some of our, our older volunteers of like, man, it's great. You know, the Rangers won the World Series. And the reactions that they got from the from real world people were like, yeah, you guys are spoiled. Some of us have waited 50 years <laughs> for, the, for the World Series. Yeah. And, and what this does is uh, spending time one-on-one -on -one with the kids and the students, it, you watch these, uh, their eyes kind of start to light up of, okay, so I may be, I may not be uh, not important. There are people who are willing to take time out of their day right. to come and do one-on-one -on -one with me. Right. And you just watch, watch the, the lights go off, man, and it's exciting. And uh, you, last year when we had this program, we had, we had uh, I call him our, our signature student. Uh, his, his, we call him KJ. When we started, man, he was your typical middle school. He was a punk. You know, he, 
he was too cool for school. And all oh, of things. course, he knew it all. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, what we did was we we worked with uh, you know the teachers and stuff. We want to know how they're doing. Well, when we started uh, with KJ, his class average for all of his classes was a fifty-six. Oh no! And when we finished in May, we circled back around, and in the in the six months that the program was going on, he became the student that was helpful to the teacher. He uh, his class average at the end of the year went from a fifty six to an eighty nine point four, and he was so bummed because he thought he was going to pull an A out. Ah, but he but you're talking thirty five point difference. Yeah, you know, you know and, all he, all he needed was some guidance. He again, you had mentioned it. He thought he knew it all. Well, guess what? When he talked to some people who were older than him and gave him a little bit of direction, he was able to show that he could do the things he talked about. Exactly. And and what's even better about that from my side, being on the admin side where I, I get to walk around. And so I, you know, I'll, I'll pop into conversations and mm-hmm. stuff and you get to pick up on those. But I also try at the same time where I want you as the volunteer and you as the student to build that rapport. Um, you get to hear some of the craziest stories. And oh, we bet. had... Uh, KJ's mentor or volunteer, his name was Mike last year. And Mike was actually able to come. He came to almost every week. And when I talked to Mike on the phone, we did our phone interview uh, before the event or before the program started. Mike had the voice that you would hear anytime God's voice is in a movie. (laughs) In another world. (laughs) Yeah. And he he had that voice. Right. I told him to be voiceovers. And he could be uh, Thanos yeah. and the Avengers. <laughs> exactly. With the, with a little bit of the, uh, country twang. Okay. So in my head, yeah. I had, I had made, I had drawn up a 65 year old country bumpkin that had probably just gotten off the track. And when, when he came in, he fit the mold, but he was only 25. Look out. So you he, he had you know, that voice. To, yep. And so we put these two together, which in, couldn't have been any more opposite. And Chris, you will never guess the music that they bonded over. What? Was Led Zeppelin. You got to be kidding. <laughs> you got to yes. be kidding. They're 25 and under, and they were bonding over Led Zeppelin and the Beatles bands from the 60s and the 70s. That's crazy. And it was, and they knew like both of them. They were like, KJ was all about uh, Led Zeppelin. And I mean, they would bring. Over the time, Chris, uh, or, or I'm sorry, Mike would get, uh, he got KJ a t-shirt, a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Hmm. And I mean, it was what, what, when you know that we're doing the right stuff, the proof is in the pudding, as people say. And these two individuals, and I mean, I've got hundreds of these stories, but KJ sticks out because the fact that he went from a 56 to almost straight A's was phenomenal. Yeah, this is this is amazing. We're talking with Brandon Board. He's with the Tree of North Texas. And again, this is just a great organization that fills in the gaps for kids who are trying to excel in school and providing things that they they need that nobody really knows about. Maybe their families know about it, but you know, if you are just hovering from above, you have no idea what some of the things the kids are challenged with. And this is like you mentioned, rural and urban. And I'm glad that you guys are able to take care of so many on so many different levels. Can you talk about the commonality 
about how, like you mentioned with the mattresses, there are urban kids and there are rural kids who don't necessarily have a place to sleep. They they sleep on the couch or they, they find a corner in the room with a, with a blanket or they only get some good sleep when they're at school. No matter the background. I will, yeah, I will, I will tell you. So we got a report a couple of weeks ago, and it's one that has it, – it just even sitting here thinking about it, the hair on the back of my head and neck stand up. We got – it was a third grader from one of our elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And – the counselor contacted us because she had just found out that this student was sleeping in a crib with his newborn brother because that was his only option. Oh my goodness. And everybody knows that if you go back and you look at the statistics, one of the most important things to a solid education is rest. And if you're not resting, yeah, you're dozing off in the classroom, Mm -hmm. you know, between not being rested and maybe your belly's empty, you've got a lot of things working against you. And whenever we found out about the student that was in the third grade, and I have a two-year-old and I'm thinking my two-year-old doesn't like being, didn't like being in the crib very long. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we were able to upgrade his bed. So at this point you have a third grader. Who's eight years old, nine years old. Yeah. And, And crawling in a crib with his brother. Who's and everybody knows who's had a baby. Babies don't, they're not still. No. They don't, you know, sleep well all the right. time. So when we found this out, we granted we weren't able to get him out of the bedroom with the crib just because of their living arrangement, but we were able to get him his own space. And just the ability to say, I, I'm in my bed mm-hmm. is worlds different than what a lot of people would ever imagine who, like myself, I've never had that issue. I was blessed with the the living situation that I was most of my life. I had my own room and I had my own bed. And those are those things that, that some, that some of us may not necessarily take for granted, but you don't think about it. Yeah. You just don't think about it. You just assume, so to speak, you kind of think you kind of normalize it in your world. It must be like that for everybody else or just about. Exactly. Can you talk a little bit about again, how you guys got started uh, the tree of North Texas and and I know the growth has been phenomenal because there is the need, but it's not easy when you start a nonprofit. Can you talk about what it took to get you guys off the ground and how long you've been around now? Sounds like this interview just grew to be about four or five hours. So, you know, <laughs> let me let me start with. Uh, so the tree of North Texas was an idea in May of 22. Mm-hmm. And then in September of September 1st of 22, the board of directors came together and the organization was founded because there was a need that wasn't being met, uh, fulfilled within Birdville ISD. And at that time, I was working under, I was under another flag, another umbrella mm-hmm. uh, in the nonprofit world. And I was asked to kind of be a consultant or, hey, let me pick your brain from time to time. So that started. And then it was, Hey, do you want to run it? <laughs> hmm. And my, of course, my answer at the time was I had an 18 month old at home, but your brand new was no, yeah, <laughs> because you know, the time was to, limited. You know, yeah. Yeah. My, my wife likes to eat. <laughs> uh, so some things kind of, and I call it, I call it the perfect, perfect storm of God. God had his hand in it. 
some other things just kind of fell into place almost perfectly over the next few months. And I ended up starting, I was on staff in uh, November 1st. So I just rolled over my first year uh, in my role. And as we grew and got the community to understand what it is that we were trying to do, the needs just, the it started like a wildfire. Yeah. With, we had how many students just in Burnville and Keller ISD needed snacks to sit through the classroom throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in, in October, whenever we part, started our partnership with Fort Worth, the three school districts that we work with, we have over 100,000 students that qualify for our service. Wow. And that's just three school districts. Wow. And, and I hate to have to tell people no. So I never do. What I, right. when, when we get knocks on the door, it's, I'm not saying no, I'm saying not right now. And as we have grown over the last 13 or 14 months, we have, we just surpassed 500,000 services and between the three school districts. We are in the midst of uh, gearing up for the holiday season. Last year, our holiday season was very small because we were very new. This is So this is what we're saying is our first holiday season. Mm-hmm. And we have what a lot of people think about is the fourth Thursday of November is this day where everybody gets to sit around and eat. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Thanksgiving. Yeah, Turkey, I've heard about it. Uh, it seemed like some pilgrims got together a long time ago, something like that. Yeah. Right. And, and doing what we do, everybody likes to sit around and eat. And exactly. And, of, and they count their blessings, of, supposedly. Exactly. Yes. And there are there are a lot of organizations out there that want to make sure that people have a solid meal. And that is awesome. What we are focusing on is the days that people don't think about. So all of the students that qualify for our services are on free or reduced breakfast and lunch on campus. Mm-hmm. So when the schools are closed, those free meals are gone. Right. So what people don't think about is what is Johnny and Sarah going to eat on Monday? Yeah. That, that entire week when school is out. Yeah. Right. So what we do is we have a program. uh, It's our snack pack program. And what that is, is on a regular weekend, it's a, it's a pack that has five items. And the plan behind or the thought process behind that is, is we make sure that the kids have something to eat Friday evening, and then two items on third or on Saturday on Saturday, and then two items on Sunday. And then that gets them back to Monday morning breakfast. Well, what people don't think about is when you're closed a normal weekend, you're talking five items for you know two and a half days. Well, Thanksgiving break is nine and a half days. Yeah. So you go you go from five items to 19 items for the same kind of breakdown. Because everybody wants to make sure you get a Thanksgiving meal, which is awesome. But what about Tuesday or Friday or the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving uh, when the kiddos don't have those meals? So we have uh, that's where our snack pack program comes in. And then uh, a month after Thanksgiving comes the, the winter break or Christmas holiday, which is 19 days away from campus. Oh, my. So, yes, right. Yep. And so you've got a lot of folks that focus on Christmas Day. Everybody likes Christmas. You know, you, you want to make sure that no student or kid uh, wakes up that doesn't have a toy or something. But once again, what about December 23rd or December 28th? Mm-hmm. When, 
we're out of, you know, we're out of school. So we're, we're focusing on that. And Chris, I know you're a numbers guy. I know you follow sports and you like statistics. Yes. And analytics, all of those things. Right. So for, for Thanksgiving break alone, we have 5,500 requests for snack packs. When you do the math, 5,500 times 19, it's over 104,000 items for one week. So how do you make it work? We shake a lot of trees. We, uh, we work with uh, some large foundations and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we never have, people ask me actually as recently as yesterday, what do you do with extra? When I get extra, I'll have an answer for you. Because 104,000 items is a really big number. Okay. But when you take, go ahead. I was going to say when you take that number and that's for nine days for mm-hmm. fifty five hundred kiddos. Add ten more days to that. That that hundred and four thousand just doubled plus fifteen percent. See, that's overwhelming, and I always tell my kids or any other youngster, you know, when they feel overwhelmed, I say, "How do you eat an elephant?" And then they think and they think, and I say, one bite at a time, because I want them to think about this in smaller steps as opposed to being overwhelmed by the magnitude of it all. I'm saying that only to ask you this next question. I think a lot of our listeners are wondering, okay, so let's say you're able to get all of these items. How are you able to distribute all of these items if school is closed? So what we do is we rely very heavily on our volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. So we all, so we work hand in hand with the counselors and uh, an admin on each individual campus. Mm-hmm. And what our goal is, is our goal is to have, for instance, on November the 17th, which is the Friday, unless I'm lying to you and I have my dates wrong, but no, the Friday before Thanksgiving, what we, our goal is, is to make sure that we have volunteers that are lined up the week, next week, essentially, right uh, before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we build all these snack packs. So we, we have been running, October, we had a program called Snacktober, <laughs> and uh, nice. we to, you know, to, to grow all those numbers. And we have our volunteers come in, and they, they will build these, these snack packs. And um, then that Friday or Thursday, depending on what the request is from the school, is our goal is to actually get the snack packs in the backpack of the students that are requested on either Thursday or Friday before they get out of school so that, one, they can the kiddos can fully enjoy the break. And two, their outside world doesn't know that they're affected by sure. nutritional uh, Sure, the the challenge, yeah, they're they're challenged by nutritional needs and things. I know exactly what you're saying because, again, sometimes that discourages some families to actually reach out because they don't want to feel like they're a burden or they don't want to feel like, well, we need something or we're not, you know, equal in the whole neighborhood. Exactly. This is a major challenge. So I'm sure this is something you've been working on year-round to build up to this point. At the same time, are are some of the locations, are you taking them to the kids or the kids' parents bringing them back up to the school and there's something that's open for a few hours or something? How, I know it's probably different on each campus or the different uh, volunteers that can reach the different campuses or the kids that go to different schools. 
So with three different school districts that we work with, each school district is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And then inside that, each campus is a little bit different. Um, Over the Christmas break, some of the campuses that we're working with uh, will actually, we will be on site on on them on the Tuesdays of the breaks. Got it. Because when when you're talking about 19 days, that would be a really big snack pack. <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah. I don't know if yeah. everybody could carry those. <laughs> right. So, and you're you're going more more from a uh, brown lunch sack to more of like a trash bag. Yeah. Size. So what we do is we partner with them, and we are we have distribution centers uh, or distribution campuses mm-hmm. that uh, the students that are signed up for packs can come pick them up um, on the Tuesdays of those breaks because. Uh, that that breaks it up a little bit and uh, they're able to, you know, have, have some snacks for a sure. week. And then the following week, they're able to come back and get the next, uh, you know, five or six days worth of stuff until they get back to campus. See, this is Brandon, what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal for those who just don't even think about these things. It's like, wow, I never knew. And then there are probably those who actually want to help as well. How can someone help be a part of what you're doing with the tree of North Texas? So we, there's, there's actually three opportunities in that way. Okay. We have, we have volunteer opportunities, 364 days a year. We do take Christmas day off. We, we Mm -hmm. have distribution stuff going on Thanksgiving day. Volunteers need to be with their families or someday, right? At least one day. Exactly. And, and Chris, I know we don't have a large staff, but my staff does get does deserve a day off, you know, a year. So sure. we, we try to make them happy as well. Um, I love your but, sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can jump on our website. It's www.thetreeofnorthtexas.org. The tree, right? The tree of North Texas. Yes, all spelled out. Uh, try to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can click on our volunteer page and see all the volunteer opportunities and things like that. You can follow us on social media. Every social media platform. Keeping it simple again, it's the tree of North Texas spelled out. Rather, um, it is on Facebook, Instagram. We have a TikTok account, all of that. Another way that you can support um, the tree is jumping on our website. Snacks are expensive. And if, if any of the people out in radio world are able to you know, make a $5 donation, $50 donation, whatever it is, we can take those and we turn that dollar, uh, the the ex, the snacks that we are able to acquire, we get um, 30, 30 cents on the dollar. So I can take your dollar three times further than most people because mm-hmm. of the, the, you know, the different organizations that we work with. And we also have a resale shop. So if you are on our website, if you look for second op resale shop, That is an opportunity. It's 100% donation-based. Everything that's for sale in the store comes in on donation. And we sell our items. And every every dollar of profit that comes out of that store goes directly toward all of our programs like hang, snack packs, our student services where the beds come in, things like that. And we need volunteers in that store as well. So if you have a high school student that needs hours for student council or green court or anything Uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Community service. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We work, we work with all of the local high schools and things like that, so... We have a lot of opportunities. We even have volunteer opportunities. If you are a retired admin person that misses sitting at a desk, you know, once a week, mm-hmm. I've got I've got an opening that we can fill here in our admin office. So, and if you have, uh, if you work with a group, like you know, young, uh, there are a lot of mom and son groups out there that like to volunteer, and you you're a larger group. A lot of organizations put caps on their volunteer size groups. Like everyone else, we have a cap, but ours is a hundred. We are able to, uh, we can take groups up to a hundred at any given time because we have so many different snack packs that need to be made and things like that, that uh, we do really well at accommodating just about any size group. This is just fantastic. Again, I remember uh, last year when we first talked about you guys starting up and I was like, man, you're taking a big risk out here and I hope it all falls into place. And it looked like it has fallen into place. And the big winners are the community, the people in the community, especially the kids, the ones who unfortunately in a lot of places fall through the cracks. And what you're trying to do is make it easier for kids to, to learn, to get an education without being hungry and once they're able to do things in school, guess what? They can take care of themselves, their families themselves, their friends. They're no longer a burden. And in other words, they're positive contributors to their communities. Exactly. And our goal is to, we want to break the, the tradition that's, uh, and, and tradition's not the best word. I just can't think of what the right word is, but the, a lot of kids don't see the possibility of success. Yes. Because right. A lot what whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. So what our goal is is we want to we want to break that chain. Break we that cycle. That yeah, the cycle of yeah. of not thinking that you can that you can succeed, that 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 you can be successful, that you can find a way out of your situation. Exactly. And uh, a lot of people hear, you know, stories of an NBA player that came from nothing. Right. You know, or a baseball player. Exactly. And one of the issues that we run into with that is, well, I don't, I'm not good at sports. Okay. But are you good at math? Mm -hmm. Because 
I don't know if uh, what we push is we, we talk about people like Bill Gates, who started one of the world's biggest companies in his garage. Yep. And, we, you know, we talk about uh, the founders of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon uh, is is huge. And all the all the kids know Amazon. So, right. But they don't necessarily know where it started. And it was one of those small businesses that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you'd be surprised how many kids today don't know that Amazon started as a bookstore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the craziest thing. Again, it, you, you don't know until you know. And that's why all kids need is an opportunity. And, and they found out, especially nowadays through social media, you know, influence is a big thing. And anybody can get their own YouTube channel. And anybody could probably make some money doing little things. And guess what? You can be, become an entrepreneur a lot easier nowadays than you could in the past you just just need to have the opportunity and i think you're doing great a great job brandon allowing kids the opportunity to think and think with a full stomach or at least a decent night's sleep that that is the the name of the game and that's where we're that's why we're here and those are the things that we want to make sure that there are students out there that don't know what's out there and that there are folks out there that want them to succeed and they want them to control their own destiny, whatever that may be, whether it is being a success story in sports or if it's being a success story, working your way up through, you know, Target or Walmart exactly. or any of these other places, because a lot of these kids, my oldest nephew, who's 17, is one of them that sees success stories like, oh, well, I'm going to be successful on YouTube. If you're successful on YouTube, Awesome. Yeah. I just want you to have a backup option. Exactly. As to, you know, what, what we can do uh, in the future. And when we were kids, your expectation was I'm going to graduate high school and we're going to college. Mm-hmm. Well, college isn't necessarily in the, in the cards for everybody, but maybe um, one of the trade schools at uh, Tarrant right. County College. Is. Right. And, or just whatever, like you said, a trade school or just the opportunity to take your education as far as you can. But it doesn't have to be a college degree because everybody has an opportunity to work some kind of way and make themselves uh, a success for their family and be accountable for their community. Brandon, it's been a pleasure having you on. We must check in again real soon. And uh, congratulations and much more power to the tree of North Texas. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, sir. And always. Go Mavs. It's Maverick season. Yes, it is. Go Mavs, go Rangers, go Cowboys, and go Stars. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. And joining us right now is my buddy Jared Sandler, founder of Sandlight Children's Charity. They provide financial assistance for kids with physical and intellectual disabilities, and their big swinging for a cause fundraiser is moving to the home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Jared, how you feeling, buddy? See, I, I don't think my feet have touched the ground yet. It's been an incredible ride. I'm so thankful that I got to be a part of something like this and grateful for all the people who actually made it possible. I just rode on some coattails and got the experience of a lifetime, but it's been an absolute blast. And hearing people tag the Rangers with World Series champions is not something that is going to get old anytime soon. This this is exactly why I wanted you on the show right now, because literally everybody's still in the afterglow of the Texas Rangers and the Texas Rangers not only won a world series for the franchise, but it means so much for the fans, so much for the community. You can go anywhere nowadays and just say, how about the Rangers? You don't have to be a Rangers fan. Just how about the Rangers and just smile show up all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's so cool, you know, starting with uh, the, 
videos of American Airlines Center that night, people sticking around and watching the end of the game. Yeah, at the Mavericks game. And Shippy was playing uh, Creed. That was greatness, man. It just bonds across all sports. Yeah, I mean, it just, and and then, you know, the parade and however many thousands of people were there and, um, fire department it, says 700,000, man, between five yeah, and 700,000. That was which amazing. Is crazy, right? Wasn't that wild? Uh, so all to, 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 to see and feel the way people have rallied around the success of this team. It doesn't matter whether, you know, an individual hopped on the bandwagon with two outs in the ninth inning, or if they've been around since 1972, Yeah, uh, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. It's just what matters is how full, I think everyone's hearts are with with excitement and love for what this team did, and I think that's really special. This show is called Better Living, and it's all about people or organizations that make an impact in North Texas, and the Texas Rangers have. And this championship, I mean, I was fortunate enough to cover those parades in the 1990s of of the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Stars in 99, and even the Dallas Mavericks in 2011, which was a beautiful day, and it was it set the bar. But I'm going to tell you something. It's something about the impact of a generational title. Can you talk about 52 years in the state of Texas, 63 years overall, how so many people who were on the ride, we're talking about grandparents, who thought they'd never be around for the day that the Texas Rangers had won a World Series? Yeah, I I, I, I think uh, that, you know, if the Rangers are fortunate enough to win another World Series, uh, you know, in, in the near future and, and maybe they go on a run and they win multiple, yeah. uh, that they're all going to be special in their own way. Uh, and it, it's it's not that this is ever going to get old, but I do think there's always going to be something extra special about the first. And yeah. when you, you know, consider that not only has, you know, this organization or had this organization never won, but the way uh, the way in which that they had lost in 2011. Oh, um, yeah. It, it just it 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 makes it it, it makes it incredibly, uh, I, I think, in, in incredibly special. And I think it's cathartic. Um, That's the word cathartic. It, it's yeah, cathartic. It, it, it exercises demons. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, see, they're, they're Rangers fans who are 10, 11, 12 years old, and they don't they don't feel that pain because they weren't either alive or old enough to really understand what 2011 was all about. And then they're Rangers fans who they've been with the team since day one and maybe fans who were with the Rangers uh, when they were back, uh, you know, in Washington and they were the senators. And when the Rangers moved to DFW, they they stuck with the Rangers as their favorite team. And uh, and and, you know, to hear the people talk about, you know, whether it was uh, someone who's, you know, been a Rangers fan for 50 years and they're just excited because it's their first, or maybe, you know, you heard stories on the fan and, and, mm-hmm. and other platforms. Hey, you know, my grandma just passed away. She was a diehard Rangers fan and mm-hmm. I'm so excited that hopefully she's looking down and, and getting to watch her favorite team win a world series and the connection that people have across generations with, uh, with sports, you know, in general, but with the Rangers specifically, I think it makes it, you know, incredibly special. It makes it so incredibly special. And the season as a whole, you know, they, they were in first place so many, so many days. And then at the end, they went through all the adversity. And that's why I think people appreciate the journey. I always like to say the journey is the reward. And a lot of people were able to, even if, like I said, they weren't on board until maybe this year, they appreciate you know, the grit and the determination and the fact that they stuck together 
and the highs and the lows, and it just wasn't handed to them. And there were zero expectations when the season started. I think all those things played a part into what made this thing so unique and so special and having such a big impact here. Now, one of the one of the, the other reasons why I had you on the show, and again, I'm, I'm so happy for you, too, because you were in the middle of all of this, but you've been – I've been covering the Rangers since 1980, so I've seen a whole lot. But you've been right there embedded with the Rangers. How many years now? Well, I guess if you include 2014, in which I was filling in, yeah. uh, this would be my 10th. Or if you don't want to include 2014, this was my 9th. And you also did a whole lot of play-by-play this year, filling in for Eric Nadeau, who was able to come back just in time to enjoy this World Series championship and call these big plays, including the the final out. Yeah, and, and how great is that? Oh, you know, you man. think about all the people who've waited such a long time and – then you think about people who've put in so much time and 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 care and passion uh, for and towards this organization. And Eric's, you know, he's at the top of the list, 45 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reality is not a lot of playoff baseball. Now, when Eric first started, it was very difficult to make the playoffs. You know, we didn't have uh, the, the depth of, uh, you know, playoff teams that we do now. But uh, 45 years and to never have this moment, to have 2011 kind of at the the top of his mind and to now be able to erase that. Um, I'm just so glad that he was able to come back and be a part of this. It would not have, it would not have felt yeah. right had he not come back or had maybe he had, you know, maybe he had retired and the Rangers right. had won the first without him. So I'm just glad that the first ever world series is going to have Eric's voice attached to it. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. Ken, we're talking with Jared Sandler and Jared primary reason I had you on is because your charity, which has done so much, for so many kids over the last few years, you guys actually made a move that's going to actually be fantastic. You're going to have your big your big gala, the big event. And I'm not going to call it a gala, but the big fundraiser is actually going to be a Globe Life Field this year, as opposed to in the past it was over Top Golf, which is it was a great great occasion as well. But the fact that you're going to have the swing in for a cause. At Globe Life Field, not not even knowing that the Rangers are going to go to the playoffs, let alone win a World Series, this has got to be making everything just going through the roof right now. It's pretty sweet, right? Yeah, uh, we obviously knew this was going to happen, uh, so that's why we, <laughs> we made the move. <laughs> I love you know, your we, sense we of humor. Such a great run at Top Golf, and they were such great partners and hosts, uh, you know, of of, of Sandlot, and uh, you know, our our first events were held there, and uh, you know, what's great is. That Top Golf, it's it's such a, a great venue and a great space. When oh, we yeah. first started, there weren't many events at Top Golf, and it was it was unique. It was different. Well, now because Top Golf is is so awesome, there are so many events there, and we just felt like it was a good time for us to maybe do something different, do something new. Uh, and it, it really wasn't even my idea. I I, I tried not to cross pollinate, but uh, our board was pretty staunch on, hey, you should see if. We, uh, you know, we can move the event to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the timing makes sense. It's the off season for baseball uh, when our event takes place, swinging for a cause. And um, I said, all right, but, you know, I'm not going to be a part of those conversations. I don't want, you know, any. Right. Uh, I don't want any conflict of interest. So, you know, a few of our board members took charge and um, Rev Rangers uh, events, uh, uh, the, the, the wing of the Rangers that handles the events and the non-baseball stuff they you know they've been amazing to work with and so we were able to get this done and uh and and move the uh, the the venue 
to a professional sports venue. And, and so one of the things that we just thought was cool from the start, and we can get into the event in more detail, but just, you know, on the surface, what was really enticing was that a, it's, it's different, it's unique and B, you know, we're holding the event on the field. We're not holding the event in, in a ballroom or yeah. you know, a, a suite mm -hmm. at the ballpark. You are going to be on the field. And, you know, I, I think, for a lot of people, just the ability or the opportunity to go step on the field of a, a major league baseball oh, yeah. field is really neat. And we we felt like that was appealing. And we started to build the event from the ground up just, you know, with that being the the first initial draw. You know, I think it's an amazing place to have this event. And we'll get into some details here because this is why we got you on, because this is just such a great idea and it's such a worthy cause. But the fact that you're having it at Globe Life Field, there are so many people who wish to be on that field even before they won the World Series. I was actually, and they held so many different things there. I was actually there for a high school graduation. And one of the kids who graduated, I kid you not, they were having the ceremony where the kids were walking across home plate and they'd shake the hand of the principal and I think uh, the ISD superintendent. And then, you know, you know how kids do at graduation. They throw their hats in the air or whatever. This one kid, I swear to God, he slid into home base. I mean, home plate. It was it was absolutely amazing. Crowd went wild. He was one of the last kids who went across the 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 the, the plate. But it was like he slid in because he's like, you know, I'll never ever get a chance to do this in life, and so I might yeah. as well do it because I'm here. And I think the only other few times that maybe someone can go out to the field if there's a concert or maybe a Ranger Fan Day. You know, they have that once a year. You can go out on the field. But this is going to be unique. and I think you're going to have some activities that are, that are going to fit. It's not just like swinging a golf club at, at Top Golf. Right, yeah. So one of the big uh, – when we decided we wanted to make a change or consider, you know, we, we it gave us an opportunity to take a step back and ask, all right, what can we do now in building, uh, in, in building this event that, you know, can improve upon what we had done at Top Golf? And, you know, a lot of the feedback was, well – you know, what if, uh, what if someone doesn't like golf, right? Let's, yeah. let's, let's give them an opportunity to, to engage in a variety of different activities. And, uh, you know, what are things that we can use with this venue that, you know, you can't just do anywhere else. And, uh, how can we make this an event that can be enjoyed by an eight-year-old and by a 58-year-old? And so, you know, we try to consider all those different elements when putting it together and yeah, you know, see, we think we've, you know, we've got an event. I'm, I'm really, I'll admit, I'm, I'm nervous because it's the first time, and, and not sure, you know, how people will respond to the event. But uh, I'm also excited because I, I, I have full confidence that it's going to be a big hit. And, uh, you know, we're obviously we're at a baseball field, right. we're at a major league baseball field, we're at, a, we're at the, the field that is home to the World Series champions, and we want to take advantage of that. So. Uh, you know, little things like you're going to be able to play catch on a major league field. You know, yeah. for some people, the the idea of playing catch is a romantic thing. You know, you grow up playing catch with your your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters. You know, you, mm -hmm. you it's just people and anyone can do it, right? It's 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 not uh, you don't have to have a, an expert level of skill to do it. And so you can say you played catch on a major league field. We're going to have the opportunity to go hit in the batting cages where uh, major league players hit uh, to get ready there for a game. Uh, we're going to have a wiffle ball home run derby. Everyone loves the idea of hitting a home run. And mm -hmm. so we're going to have a wiffle ball home run derby. But CA, we're also going to have events that are outside of the realm of baseball. We're going to have stuff for, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, football, we're going to have something where you can test your arm strength and your accuracy from 5, 10, 15, and 20 yards. Uh, maybe you want to, 
you know, have a shootout uh, in soccer. We're going to have uh, high school goalies there volunteering and you're going to get five kicks and you're going to have your own little shootout. We're going to have nice. a basketball activity. We're going to have, you know, your typical bar games uh, like uh cornhole and uh, mm-hmm. we have adult or a, a, a supersized uh, pong. Uh, oh yeah. So video you can, games, you yeah. can do all that. It just, we're going to, hopefully we feel like we're covering it A to Z. There's going to be at least one activity for everyone and, and hopefully multiple uh, that will give people a really unique experience of of enjoying things on a major league field. If you haven't thought of it all yet uh, already, somebody should bring a bounce house. There, there needs to be a bounce house somewhere for the little kids. I think I think see I don't <laughs> want to uh, I don't want to speak out of turn. I think uh, that is something that we already are going to have. And you know we also have CA. We got a two-time Hall of Famer who's going to be emceeing the Wiffle Ball Home Run Derby, and his name is Chris Arnold. We're pretty fired up about that Got as you well. down. I wouldn't miss it for the world, man. I wouldn't miss it for the world. And again, what's the date? December 3rd. It's Sunday, December 3rd. So a couple things to, to consider there. One, uh, as we always do, there will be opportunities to watch the football, but the Cowboys aren't playing that day. Nope. So you don't need to worry about, A, traffic uh, next door at, mm-hmm. at AT&T Stadium. You don't need to worry about missing a Cowboys game because They're they off don't that play weekend. that day. Yeah. They play the Thursday before. Uh, and so that is, uh, you know, that is one of the appeals of that uh, of that date. And the event starts at 4.30. You can get there a little bit earlier to get ready, line up for check-in, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll be out of there by 7.38. So, you know, you don't have to worry about staying out too late uh, with a school night the very next day. And plenty of parking. And yeah, pl- parking will not be an issue. We're going to have uh, parking right across the street and we'll have, you know, it's an easy walk. It's a two minute walk. Or if uh, if you want a little shuttle service, there'll be a shuttle service as well. It sounds great. We're talking, of course, with Jared Sandler, the founder of Sandlot Charities, Sandlot Children's Charities. Their big swinging for a cause fundraiser is going to be this year at the home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers at Globe Life Field. And again, you guys, this is part of the celebration. I continue. I, I I consider this a continuation of what you've been doing with your charity, but it's a continuation of the celebration of the Texas Rangers. Can you talk about how you've had celebrities participate in the Swinging for a Cause events and and things throughout the year? And because you do, even though you you like a lot of different sports, and I know you love the Mavericks in particular, uh, but you've always done a lot of baseball and so therefore you have a lot of contacts with former players and 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 people like that can you can you name some of the celebrities who may be there because i'm sure you know some of them have committed and some of them might have to adjust their schedule based upon the the explosion of popularity of the rangers right now but can you talk about some of the names who have done that done their duty and come by in the past and you know just who people might bump into yeah so you know i always want to Add, add two disclaimers. One, you know, we're so fortunate we've had um, a, a whole host of celebrities who have either, you know, come year after year or maybe they've dropped in, you know, one year or this year or that year. Mm-hmm. We don't pay any of them. There are no appearance fees. These are people right. are coming out of the goodness of their heart. And exactly. Uh, uh, you know, we appreciate tremendously. And, you know, one of the things, too, that I, I need to I'll, I'm happy to share some names, but, you know, things come up. I don't want to uh, yeah, put the, any of the yeah, they're on scheduled the too, but you just never know because again, yeah. things happen. Yeah, so you know we're gonna have some some DFW legends. Uh, you know we hope like Drew Pearson, mm-hmm. Darren Woodson, Marty Turco, Michael Young, uh, Ian Kinsler, David Murphy. Um, we're you know 
we're going to have, it's, it's still exciting to say this. We're going to have uh major league baseball world series champion, Texas <laughs> Rangers there uh, like John Gray, yeah. uh, Marcus Simeon. Uh, we're hoping now, you know, because of this world series exactly you know, carries them into November and it delays a lot of things, uh, you know, at these guys, I haven't, uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, and they, again, they they're, they're doing on. it from so, the yeah, goodness of their changing. heart and their families yeah. might have plans for them. You just don't know yeah, yet. That's we, the, gotten, that's the thing. There's from them in the past. You've Joe got Hine, soft commitments. Uh, Dane, you know, we hope to, to get Dane Dunning if he's in town. He don't live here, but he's, he's thinking mm-hmm. he might be in town, Matt Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're hoping for a few more guys like Josh Young. And mm-hmm. uh, you just, you never know. Eric you never know. will be there. Matt Hicks will be there. Uh, the great Emily Jones will be there. But uh, we're thinking we're thinking there might be a few more, a few more with hardware, too. So not just uh, not just any, exactly. any guys, but some of the guys who maybe were pulling in some some exciting, uh, some exciting awards. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're so blessed to have so many people. And then I, I see I got to mention, I mean, you know, I already mentioned that you'll be there, but our, our team at the fan. Oh, uh, yeah, we had sure. such great participation from all of them. So if you're a, a Tolo and you want to meet. Uh, you know, any of these guys, uh, they will be there and uh, you'll have an opportunity to spend some time with them, including yourself. So let's talk about Sandlot Children's Charities, how you started it, how long it's been around. And again, not everybody is it's, it takes a lot of fortitude and courage to start a nonprofit and actually keep it going. And you've got a nice team surrounding you now. But way back when, when you first started, tell everybody what that was like and what caused you to do this. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was definitely nerve wracking. I didn't know what I was doing. I got no business sense whatsoever, but thankfully I, I've surrounded myself with really smart people who've helped this grow. And um, I, it, it's as simple as I have a platform, you know, as a broadcaster and I wanted to use it and I wanted to, to make a difference some way in the community and um, the the community of, of folks with disabilities, both physical and intellectual have, uh, you know, have always spoken to me. Um, it, it's always been a community of people that, uh, I've been drawn to, there's so many amazing causes. I wish, you know, if I was Mark Cuban, uh, or if I had that sort of uh, bank account, then, you know, I'd probably have charities for, uh, you know, 500 different causes. Sure. But, uh, this was the one that, that spoke to me. And, uh, um, so we started in 2017 and it's grown, you know, every year we surpassed a million dollars raised this past year. And we're hoping to actually surpass $2 million raised here, uh, you know, by the end of, uh, 2023. So, uh, it's, you know, it's just been, it, it, it's, it's a lot of work, um, work that is shared amongst a, a tremendous team and a support group that we have with the charity, but it's work that is worth every single second of it. Uh, when you see the smiles on faces of, uh, the, the people we're able to support, uh, and we support kids with physical and intellectual disabilities by providing financial assistance, either directly to them or to organizations that support them mm-hmm. and their ability to get involved in athletic and active programming. And the reason we went that route was one, uh, sports are obviously such a big part of my life. Uh, it, it's a passion of mine. And so it made sense for this charity to just, you know, continue to, to point towards things that, um, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about, I believe, and I believe in sports. I believe in the power of sports. I believe in, uh, the ability for sports to have an impact, but specifically for these kids, one of the biggest needs is is addressing the area of uh, health and wellness yeah. and being active and getting out. And uh, unfortunately for kids with disabilities, sometimes that's way more expensive of an endeavor 
than for people without disabilities. Mm -hmm. And so we want to, we want to try and eliminate that, that obstacle. And so uh, this allows them to address a big need. It also allows them to do the things that sports can do for anyone. And that is provide an avenue of fun, an avenue in which you can make friends, an avenue in which you can learn life lessons and skills like communication and leadership. Uh, And again, at the end of the day, you just, you you have a smile on your face. And if we can create those opportunities for these kids, then, uh, then that's, you know, that, that's, uh, that's us doing, uh, not, I shouldn't say us, that's the entire community doing a good job, uh, because this is not something that we only do. We are the originators of, uh, you know, the cause for the Sandlot Children's Charity. There are a number of other charities that have similar missions, uh, but we don't do this without the community. And so we join hands with the community and and helping make these things possible for these kids. And it's uh, it's it's so rewarding. I know it's going to be kind of hard to do it off the top of your head, but there are some organizations that you've partnered with where kids are allowed to have fun and do things like ride horses or do things that, you know, a lot of kids and families take for granted. Can you can you mention some of the different groups that you've worked with in the past? Because I I think that's kind of important. Again, I know it's off the top of your head, so you might leave a few people out. Yeah, that's easy. And and I'll tell you too, uh, you know, we we support these organizations through our grant program. And you can just go to the sandlot.org uh to find more information about the grant program. But uh uh Buddy Up Tennis, uh the the Collier Center for Communication Disorder, Camp Summit, Equest. Uh, Friendship Circle, Dallas, Hope Kids, uh, Miracle League, My Possibilities, the Notre Dame School of Dallas, uh, the Southwest Wheelchair Athletic Association, Victory Therapy Center. Uh, you know, those are some of the organizations we've supported. I, You know, this morning I got a, an email CA from uh, one of the representatives from the Southwest Wheelchair Athletic Association with pictures of kids playing sled hockey. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, the money that you are that you are directing towards our charity, just to give people an example or an idea, uh, it goes towards our ability to to fund grants. Right now, we do have some long-term big picture plans, but right now, uh, grants. And and so I I wake up, I check my email, I see a bunch of kids uh, who are wheelchair-bound in sleds participating in a newly launched sled hockey program, which uh, the the, uh, Southwest Wheelchair Athletic Association, SWAA, reached out to us. Their grant, they wanted us to help financially make it possible for them to launch this new program. And so we were able to provide uh, a lot of the items necessary to just about single-handedly launch this program. And so to see these kids have this opportunity, um, I have no doubt that they would have been able to, to find funding, uh, you know, here or there, but, uh, you know, to to be able to, to say that the Sandlot Children's Charity was the organization that helped fund that program, there's a, a lot of pride that goes into that. And it's pride that's felt not only amongst our board, but I hope uh, amongst the community of supporters that we have, because like I said a second ago, uh, we just, we put together some of the ideas. We, we, you know, we organize the events, but it's the community uh, that actually funds these programs with their financial support. And we're so grateful. Mm -hmm. Now we mentioned the event and we're going to circle back and give out the date again in a little bit here, but do you have any upcoming activities and is it kind of fluid because who knew if the Rangers would go in this postseason run undefeated on the road, winning the World yeah. Series, and you got a family as well that might want to spend some time with you. Is there anything come upcoming that you have scheduled for the Sandlot Children's Charity over the holidays or the first part of the year you want to mention? 
Yeah, so we will have programming that we will, uh, after the event, December 3rd, we'll get together before the holidays uh, in December, and we will get uh, our first couple of programming uh, items on the books, but we will have a, a, you know, a happy hour. We have an ambassador program for people to get involved, uh, you know, in, in ways of volunteering and nice. it's also a networking opportunity. Uh, so we'll have an ambassador event and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll start working towards our 2024, uh, Q2 through Q4 programming, which will include our, you know, our big swinging for a cause event. But right now, um, all, you know, all eyes ahead on, and we'll bring the Rangers and the Rangers are one pitch at a time, one game at a time. And that's, that's where we are right now. <laughs> we're just one day at a time working towards our big event, December 3rd, uh, trying to sell what, uh, what tickets are remaining, what tables are remaining and also, uh, get people lined up on the volunteer side of things. So people want to be a part of it, uh, in ways of uh, volunteering, then we would absolutely love, uh, for people to, to be a part of it in that way. And mention the website again the sandlot.org and also what day what time do the doors open for this big event again people do not want to miss swinging for a cause the fundraiser at the home of the world series champion texas rangers globe life field on sunday december the 3rd where there are no cowboy games yeah so uh the vip portion of the event opens at four you can uh, you can be a vip by sponsoring uh so it's all on our website, the various sponsor packages. Uh, but then the the event opens up in full at 4.30. So uh, the, the VIP portion of it is a little meet and greet. We'll have a couple celebrities uh, like Darren Woodson, I believe, and Marty Turco. I think that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's who's scheduled to be there at that time and get a chance to shake their hands, talk to them. And then uh, the whole event opens up at 4.30 and we uh, we get the ball rolling. This is fantastic. Again, this is a huge impact with the Texas Rangers winning the World Series and part of the different things that go on around this area with people involved with the Texas Rangers like yourself is something like the big Swinging for a Cause fundraiser at the home of the World Series champion Texas Rangers December the 3rd. Jared, again, thank you for joining us, buddy. I appreciate you being on. Jared Sandler, the founder of the Sandlot Charities, the Sandlot Children's Charity. Thank you, Jared. Hey, thanks, C.A. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for joining us on Better Living, a show about people, organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. So long, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.